Welcome to... Hey, Great Shot. This is the Great Shot Podcast, a Cracked Rackets and Tennis Channel Podcast Network production. My name is Alex Gruskin. Day one of the U.S. Open in the book. 64 first-round matches down, 64 first-round matches to go. That means we have a ton of fun picks to make here on our GSP Ace of the Day segment presented to you by our friends at DraftKings. And, of course, when I'm making picks here on a Cracked Rackets podcast, there's only one man I would have joined me to do just that. You, of course, know him as my doubles partner, partner in crime, and a man who, alongside of me, a deceptively good 10-in-1 day in individual match picks on day one. Now, did that translate perfectly well on GSP Ace of the Day? No, maybe not, but still, we're feeling confident heading into day two because this man is joining us, Maxwell LeBauer-Roth and Maxi. Hey, great shot. How are you feeling after a topsy-turvy day one? I mean, you probably heard from my intro that "Hey, great shot" was a little. Uh, There's a little bit of a sigh with it because it was a long, stressful day of watching five setters that could have gone either way. Um, obviously, the one match we're referring to that we lost was the Diego Schwartzman, which yes, we had as our ace of the day. Uh, we had him in our parlay; it ruined that. Uh, both Taylor Fritz and Hubie Her- Hercotch came in clutch. Um, you know, Marco Skirone and Cressy came in clutch for us today. Edmund and Sock came in clutch today. And again, all these matches were tight. Um, and I think, you know, one thing that we're learning is that uh, the lack of match play is clearly visible. I mean, these guys don't look ready to clutch up in those tight moments. You're, you're seeing a lot of, you know, short backswings and, and short swings in general. And, uh, it, it looked a little tight out there today, so um, definitely glad with our day. Ten and one feels pretty good, um, but you know we got that women's parlay as well, and uh, hopefully we can you know let that roll into tomorrow. We here at the Tennis Channel Podcast Network have a new advertiser in BetterHelp, which for anyone who needs counseling out there, needs guidance program, you can go check them out. Uh, the reason I bring that up, Maxie, the person I turn to when I have to talk something out, my doubles partner, partner in crime, Maxwell LeBauer-Rothman. So since we're on the podcast and I can see you smiling already, let's hash this out here. You turned on me. During that Schwartzman match, I have been on the wrong side of your anger. Sometimes you're not playing well. You give me a look where you're like, Alex, if you say something to me right now, you know what you're going to get. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go back to the net. We'll slap hands real quick. I'm not even going to say anything. Just hit this body serve as hard as humanly possible at them. We're back at 30-40. We're going to win the next two points. We're going to hold serve. Anyways, that's my way of saying, because that Diego Diego Schwartzman match was stressful. Schwartzman went up two sets slow. And I know. Typically here on Ace of the Day, we get into our picks, but this is part of the joy of DraftKings, right? This experience, just the added adrenaline rush, the highs and lows of this match. Diego Schwartzman takes just the most sportsmanlike, and I say that with quotes around it, medical timeout at 4-3 before he's serving up a break on his left hand. He holds serve for 5-3, has two match points, but prior to that, when things were looking shaky, you turned on me. I mean, yeah, I, I guess I uh, I felt like I, I was just going along the ride on some of these aces of the days. <laughs> Not that I disagreed with them, but they weren't always you – know, the ones that we discussed beforehand, you know, again, I like to take a little bit more of a risk, and so it's a lot easier on 
on the ace of the day when we were trying to lock something in to take a sure thing. Uh, and so I, you know, I was just a little upset. Um, <laughs> he still lost, so you're still <laughs> wrong about that. Um, that one but, does belong to me today. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand you that one. But um, yeah, I, I uh, I'll, I'll give you a soft apology for that one. <laughs> well, the reason I say that communication key between us because as we look at our ace of the day for today day two 64 singles matches as you mentioned there were a lot of five setters on the men's side a bunch of three setters on the women's side as well it's what you expect out of your day one at a grand slam now as i mentioned at the top 64 matches for us to choose from much like we did yesterday we'll talk about our favorite individual matches we'll talk about the men's women's favorites where the odds are so ridiculous you're probably you know, staying away from it anyways. We'll give some tentative parlays, although I think we have a revelation to discuss on parlays as well. And then, of course, we'll get funky and ultimately offer our aces of the day. Of course, the reason we were able to do this segment, which we have so much fun doing, if you could see Max Rothman's face right now, you would know that fact, uh, is because of the support we get from our friends at DraftKings. And again, There will be highs and lows, but you do want to get in on the action because it's U.S. Open time, folks. Two weeks of outstanding tennis. You can do so with our friends at DraftKings. Take advantage of their limited time offer. Here's how it works. You're going to go to DraftKings.com, create your DraftKings Sportsbook account. From there, you're going to make a deposit, and DraftKings will match your deposit at 20% up to $500. Make your first bet, and DraftKings will also match that with a risk-free first bet up to $500. Just go to dkng.co slash cracked open to play. That's dkng.co slash cracked open. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, or Illinois, 1-800-9-WITHIN in Indiana, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, or 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. Must be 21 years or older and in a participating state to play deposit bonuses in dk dollars which have no cash value and must be used on DraftKings. eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com slash sportsbook for more details and again the promo code dkng.co slash cracked open with that in mind maxi you look at today's board and you mentioned this yesterday it was a men's heavy day for our Ace of the Day segment one on at the U.S. Open. And evidently, we didn't tool it right, but we had the right idea in mind. We thought those odds were just that much more appealing. You look at it today, and you mentioned this yesterday, and I thought this was a really good point and it was something I was excited to get to today. It was the women's matches that stuck out to me. And I want to start there because I have a bunch of individual favorite matches, many of them on the women's side. What are your favorite? matches when you look at the odds for day two well there there's a couple um i want to start with a match that we've already discussed and uh, i know this is one that that we're going to probably have as an ace of the day so i think it's it's honestly appropriate that we start with it uh and this is a match that originally i brought up to you and said you know this could be an upset one uh and and we're talking about venus here because this is a match where i don't know when when i think about Venus, I think there, that she's always got a shot, right? It's Venus Williams. She's one of the best female players, best tennis players of all time. Um, and 
you know, I just had watched this match against Serena, and I was thinking, you know, she went tight with Serena. Uh, it looked like she played well, and when I thought back to it and talked to you about it, you're kind of right. That match was a little shaky, uh, just in, in general, between the two. And so, you know, and, and then you, we went through some stats, and, you know, I, I think uh, you, you don't always want to pay too close attention to the stats, but some some stats are telling. And she hasn't made it past a second round in the last, what, what was it, like nine Grand Slams? Is it something like that? Yeah, I mean, you look for Venus Williams, and as you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, two and eight in her last ten matches, and that's obviously not something you want heading into a Grand Slam. Now, of course, so many of those matches happened a lifetime ago, but yeah, for Venus Williams, I believe she was she made what was it like the final or something of uh, the Grand Slam? Maybe it was the semifinal in twenty seventeen, semifinals of the U.S. Open. Her last nine Grand Slams, she's made it to the third round three times. Each in the of the other six or five of the other six occasions, first round losses, the other a second round loss uh, versus a Carolina Mukova, who obviously seeded at this event, but has been playing better and better, right? Made the elite trophy event at the end of last season, which isn't the WTA year-end finals, but it's like the JV year-end finals for the people ranked nine through 16. And you know, she got a couple of really good wins there. You look for her in her career already, a top 10 win over Carolina Pliskova last year in the fourth round of Wimbledon. So she's made a deep run at the slams before, you know, two third round appearances at the U.S. Open the last two years. I agree with you. Minus 205 for her. That just feels low. That feels like a lot of respect for the name Venus Williams, which of course she deserves. But on a tennis level, Carolina Mukova here. Absolutely, and, and I think that's why we we both have this locked in as an ace of the day because of the name Venus Williams, because of the tennis that she is able to you know possess. It's brought down this line, and that's one of those times where you say, okay, this is a value opportunity. Uh, and I think taking Mukova at minus two hundred five, a twenty five dollar bet, winning you twelve twenty five, that feels pretty good. I, I really like that uh, that that place that bet right there. Yeah, so we'll lock that in. Ace of the day number one. Ace of the day number one. All right, I'm going to name some other matches for you on the women's side. You tell me which ones you like. Uh, Bernarda Pera, minus 220 over DS. Sabalenka, minus 420 over Doden. Alize Cornet, minus 315 over Davis. Obviously, I'm sure some of those names you like, but the combination of name and odds, any of those appeal to you? Um. Yeah, run run me through it one more time. I, I wanna. Um, I'm looking at all the odds right now, and I'm I'm trying to grasp yeah. them. So again, yeah, for our listeners, Para minus two twenty over DS Sabalenka minus four twenty over Doden and Alize Cornet minus three fifteen over Lauren Davis. I can tell you which one I like the best, and I I'm very confident in Bernarda Para. But which one do I really think I'm not getting wrong? It's Cornet at minus three fifteen over Davis. It's that perfect in between. I just don't know how uh, how Lauren Davis is going to hurt Alize Cornet right now, who looked really confident in the Western Southern Open. Who obviously you need a weapon to hit her off the court because she is going to grind. Your thoughts on those? Yeah, I mean, just I think again we're, we're talking value bet here, and we always want to. You know, support our, our fellow Americans too. I think Bernarda Perez is, is a good value bet at minus two twenty there. Um, yeah, the other two. I mean, we're looking at what minus three fifteen and minus four hundred. Again, those are tough. I mean, if you want, if we're super confident, which we might be um, in in Cornet, I you know that that's still worth it. But again, you, you got to risk a lot more to make that one worth it. 
Yeah. All right. Well, I have a bunch of men's ones as well, but in terms of individual picks, which ones stand out to you? Well, wait. I want to stick with the women's for, oh, for one more match. Beautiful. Um, because this is one that when I saw, I was super excited. Um, and this is the Claire Lou versus Sarah Soribes Tormo, and and this is so we have Claire Lou at plus one seventy five and Sarah Soribes Tormo at minus two twenty, and. I, I would love to take Claire Liu as an underdog in this match. And look, this is tough, obviously. Um, Claire is young and, you know, obviously a little bit biased. Claire is from uh, my area and I've, you know, seen her in the ranks of the USTA tournaments kind of rising throughout the years. Um, but I think this is, you know, a, a good matchup for her. And I, and I think she's going to be, you know, stoked. This is the US Open home, home court advantage. Um, you know, I, I think I was looking back at Sarah Cerebus Tormo's uh, record recently and, you know, no no matches that I've seen in, in recent history that, you know, would suggest that she's been playing wonderful tennis. I mean, a lot of first round losses uh, in the last few tournaments. And again, you know, they they were in August. So um, she lost to Estremska in August. She lost to Begu in August. Um, and then before that, those tournaments got a little far back. But I just like Claire Liu. I think she's a strong player. She's been improving a lot. Um, and at plus 175, who knows? Yeah, I mean, so here's my reservations because I felt similarly when I saw the odds. And, you know, Claire Liu, Cracked Interviews guest appearance. So always a fan of our Cracked Interviews guests uh, and do, them doing well out on tour. But, you know, Cerebus Tormo, she's played, what, now this is her 13th, I think, main draw at a Grand Slam. She's been top 50 in the world. And, you know, three first-round exits for her at the U.S. Open, a career record combined with the ITF circuit, 80 and 80 on hard courts in her career. Claire Liu, uh, a junior French Open champion, I believe, but obviously someone comfortable outdoors on the hard courts. But... I don't know. It's tough. It's, it's just it's for me. A risk. I have it in the stay away just because I don't bet with my heart, and I'd be rooting for Claire Lou too much. And then if she lost the double letdown, I just you after today after Schwartzman, I was ready to have my you know my blood pressure was through the roof in a good way. In a good way. I mean, I'll admit this was definitely a, a heart bet. Um, yeah. And it, when it, when it started, but looking into it, look, there's a reason it's plus one seventy five. There's a, a opportunity here for her. If you're feeling risky, go for it. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, then let's flip over to the men's side. Who are you looking at? Oh, I mean, there's a lot of juice today. So here, here's my lock of the day, my ace of the day, and it is a somewhat risky. Are we ace doing of the this day. right now? Is it what I think it's going to be? I, I mean, I don't know if you know what this one's going to be. Maybe I'm taking Mackie. I don't Ooh, know if that's. I, no, I, I thought if, you were going to go with the Sin Man. Well, no, I'm, I'm going to save that one. Um, okay. But Mackie McDonald. Um, I, I have him pulled up here. He is plus 150 against Casper Ruud. And I, I did some research into them. They haven't played each other. Um, you know, Casper is a clay quarter, quite simply. He's, he's, a, he's got a much better record on the clay, 52% on the clay. He's got a very weak uh, hardcourt record. I, I want to just pull it back up here so I, I can, you know, tell you what it looks like because it's, uh, it's not what you want to see. Um and Mackie, I think uh, in Casper's last last hardcore match, he played Diego Schwartzman and lost three and five. And I don't want to say that Mackie plays exactly like Diego, but because he definitely hits a flatter ball than Diego hits, 
But we're looking at two relatively shorter guys who are strong baseliners. I think it's a it's similar matchup, and I, and I want to give Mackie the, the leg up here as far as just the, the matchup against Casper. I, I see you smiling. What are you thinking? Well, while you look up those stats for Casper Ruud, I would say the difference is Casper Ruud unproven on hard courts. I mean, he's one of the 14 guys this year who's won a title, or I guess 15, or no, 14 because Djokovic he's, won another one. And it was on clay, yes, but he has been confident this year. He has a new career high, right? I think he's in the top 40, and he's seated at this Grand Slam first time he's been seated at a slam but you're right on these quick courts he's big backswing on that forehand doesn't do a lot with the backhand makes a lot of balls but you know Mackey's the sort of player I don't think it I, I guess the speed sort of similar to Diego Schwartzman uh you, you sort of mentioned how Mackey plays flatter he is going to play flatter play more aggressively and try I think to that's move. good on these courts but I think the fact that he also moves forward right the fact that he's trying to get to the net Kasparud he's going to have chances to do that now physically we saw Mackey a little hobbled at the end of that Western Southern. He played long qualifying matches, three-set win over Copefer to get in, and you could tell against Giron it was bothering him. Not quite sure how he is physically, and so that's why for me it's a stay away, but in principle, both guys healthy. I really like that Mackey pick. Yeah, and and I was going to caveat this, and you know, again, that's why I was saying it's a risky ace of the day. Um, cause everything to me looks good except for that exact thing. You know, he did look a little hobbled. I'm hoping that the rest has given him enough time to, to recover. Uh, but Casper Ruud is eight and 21 on the hard court and it, that's not strong. He, he's had some, some weak losses on the hard court. Uh, I mean, he lost to Umber, uh, in, uh, these are all 2020 matches, but, um, he's lost to Umber, he lost to uh, Derisimov, he's lost to Schwartzman, uh, he's lost to Medvedev, but we'll, we'll give him that one. Uh, he's lost to Dimonauer before, um, Borna Chorich, Kesmenovic, Krajinovic, all guys that I think are, you know, solid baseline uh, ground stroke players. Yeah, all guys, though, of- who are playing a little bit better than Mackey in 2020. They are. They they are playing a little bit better than Mackey. But again, I, I still think that this is a good matchup for for yeah. Mackey. If he's healthy, um, I think this is a, a good – again, and the reason I chose this, it's a good value bet. Yeah. Uh, with with Mackey at plus 150, uh, I don't know. It feels, it feels good to me. So no, we'll I, lo- I like that one. Some other ones I want to throw at you real quick, rapid fire. You're, and, I mean, you can give me a yes or no, and if you like it, please take it in depth. Basilishvili the seed, but Millman minus three thirty five. Yes or no? Yeah, I mean Millman's a tank, um, <laughs> but minus three thirty five on Millman is, like, is kind of tough. Yeah. All right, we're going in descending order from highest to lowest odds. Murray minus two ninety five over Nishioka. Yes or no? I mean, I think it's a great matchup for Murray. I think that lefty forehand's going right into that backhand, and he's gonna which rip he slices the sh- more now than he used to. He does. He does slice it more now, but I still think it's a good matchup for him. I mean, I I like it. I think it's a I think that's a good solid bet on. So on Andy. I, I agreed with you, and then I was talking to our obviously cracked rackets friend Jamie McDonald, and he made this point of, well, don't you think? Aren't you worried Nishioka is going to get Murray so stretched to the outer thirds, and Murray's going to have to go from side to side, and he's really going to get those hips tested, and you know, unlike Shakira, his hips at this point do lie, and so it's interesting for it. I, I just. Matchup wise, odds wise, I, I stay away because I never bet Andy Murray on principle. You know that, but I just wanted to know. Again, with that little caveat, what do you think from Jamie? 
No, I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with that. Um, I still think I, I like the way that he moved yeah. um, against Ranich. I like the way that Tiafo. he moved against Tiafo. Yeah, yeah, I think the slice actually helps, you know, give him a little bit more time and, and has helped him on the defense. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it is tough. It's it, 290. I would like that line a little bit lower, um, but it's not a bad bet in my, yeah. in my mind. All right. Tiafo minus 190 over Seppi. Seppi, I believe, the third longest streak active in terms of slams consecutively played. But, you know, Andre Seppi, he's obviously done a lot of good things throughout his career. This is not the 26-year-old Andre Seppi. I think he's, what, 35 now, around there. Mm-hmm. For Francis Tiafo, after three sets with Andy Murray, given Murray followed it up by beating Zverev, kind of can write that off. Tiafo needs to win this match. He does. Um and and maybe this is just because he just lost to Murray, but I feel like I've watched him play a lot of vets, and something about the veteran player I feel like does get to him a little bit. Um, but there is no reason he should lose this match. This is a match that he should win. Um, minus one ninety honestly feels pretty good, uh, yeah. given you know Seppi is a you know a, a fairly solid player, and I think that is a fairly good value bet. I just hope that he doesn't crack. Yeah, do we make it ace of the day just so that we have a, an extra reason to watch it from start to finish? I don't know if I'm convinced. Maybe I'm gonna put it in bold in my notes. I'm gonna put it in bold, but we'll come back to it when we reevaluate. All right, the match I've been waiting to talk about with you, and again, we're gonna keep this under 30 minutes. So from here, rapid fire. But the last breakdown: Karen Hatchinoff minus 230 over Yannick Sinner. I'm just gonna be upfront. This is a match I need Karen Hatchinoff to win. I thought he looked good at the Western Southern Open. Good win for him over Carreno Busta. He had Roberto Bautista good up a set and had a bunch of chances in the second set to close the match out, much like Daniil Medvedev the finally round, the next round subsequent, excuse me. I thought he looked really good physically for Yannick Sinner. Yeah, he won a match in Australia and he's the hot thing these past 12 months, but he's still so unproven in the three out of five set format. He's under 20 years old. I love Hatchinov here. I love the value as well. I'm not going to say you disagree, but do you think there's a counterpoint there? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a real... Look, I, this is really relying on the sinner that we saw pre-COVID and assuming that he has continued to improve because we saw a continually improving sinner. And I'm not convinced that that Kiachinov is playing his best tennis. I mean, we saw some shaky tennis from him. Um, you know, I, I just, I just have a lot of faith in the young guy. He's he's continually improved. He's yeah. trying to prove himself on the tour. Um, you know, I do think actually that the fast courts help him uh, with his strokes. And so, look, I, if I'm gonna, this is a match that I I, I want to take as an underdog, right? Like I'm, I'm not locking this in as an ace of the day for me. This is a risky bet. Um, but if you wanted to throw like a, a little guy, like a 20 or $25 bet on center here to, to win 40 or 45, whatever it is, I think that's a, a solid bet. I think you could think that he might take this one in four or five sets. I just think three out of five, the difference between Hatchinov and Sinner. Hatchinov's a grown man with a child. Sinner is still a child. Um, I just think, and much like Tiafo, why I'm interested in both of them, this is prove-it match. 
for Karen Hatchinov. If you lose this match for Karen Hatchinov, you lose to another young up-and-comer after, you know, you win the Paris Masters, you get to top 10 in the world or right around it, and then, you know, you kind of fall off in 2019. I will always remember that 2019 Indian Wells. Nadal, he's up a set and a break on Nadal. Nadal's cramping, and Nadal comes back to win that match, advanced to the semifinals. He eventually pulled out to Roger, but I thought Hatchinov wins that match. His 2019 goes an entirely different way. I really thought it was that big of a moment. I think similarly, Hatchinov loses this match. It's back to the drawing board, and then it's a then it's a disappointing two you know three weeks in New York, and I just don't think that's what we're going to see from Karen Hatchinov. I really do expect more from him here, and I like the minus two thirty odds. And I know I speak so passionately about things sometimes that you're just like, all right, fine, you're right about this, but um, you know I, what? Do you, legitimately, what I, do you think about the case? No, I still don't think you're right. Like, I mean, I. I hear you, and I think you're right. I think that's part of why I would never take Hatchinoff on this. I think I would— That's why it's a stay away. Yeah, well, it's either a stay away or you say, hey, look, Sinner has an opportunity for a big upset here and throw a little bit on him for a good value bet. Um, It's just tough. You're right. This is a match that Hatchinoff, for his sake, has to win. Uh, I just don't see it as comfortably as you do. I think he's going to have a really hard time out there. Um, and there, there is a chance for an upset, so I just I don't see his odds being worthwhile. Yeah. Okay. So to stay away for you, just again, I, where you, that is one of my aces of the day. But some of the stayaways I have: Sviatek, Kudermatova. Nice odds either way. It's a toss-up. Similarly, McNally, Kuzmova, Vekic, Pliskova, uh, Wolf, Pea, uh, Guido Pea. I don't want any part of that. J.J. Wolf hasn't done enough at a Grand Slam level to be an outright favorite. But in I a do match believe that he is going to win this match. It, like I want to believe in him. I think he's playing good tennis. I do agree it's a stay away because the odds are a little too tight there. But I do think that he could and could and should win this match. It's always a good podcast when I get to say <laughs> Dianu to you, Max Rothman. I echo everything you just said. Um, three other stayaways that are awfully intriguing. RBA Sandgren, Dimitrov Paul, Kleisters Alexandrova. Kleisters, I, I, I wanted to bring I could up make that a case too. for all six. I could make a case for all six players, and that's why I stay away. I mean, again, look, it, this, is, this is where it's like— you know, am I willing to play with a little bit of money, right? Like, do you want to bet on a Kim Kleisters coming out and playing really strong at, what is she, plus two? I saw her in the plus 200s earlier. And, like, for a Kim Kleisters, like, she can do, she can beat anybody if she's playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to throw $10 at that? Do you want to throw 10 or 15 at TP taking out Dimitrov? Like, maybe. Um, so, yeah, I agree. They are stayaways unless you're feeling a little, a little frisky and a little risky and, uh, you want to throw a little bit at those underdogs. No, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Those are all great matches to watch, but matches you do not want anything on the line of because they are just toss-ups, folks. And again, that gets to some of the favorites. A lot of names we haven't mentioned that you're like, well, aren't these players going to win? Yeah, but their odds aren't really worth it. Elise Mertens at minus 560, way too low for a first-round match. I don't care who she's playing. Unless she's playing a top-five seed, she deserves to be minus 800 at a minimum. So you are getting some value there, but stay away. But just some names that are all... 
you know, minus 700 or, or minus 600, excuse me, or greater on the women's side. Anissa Mova, Jabour, Teichman, Azarenka, Sakari, you know, all probably a stay away. You parlay all of them. You throw in, uh, uh, I believe I mentioned her earlier, but you throw in Mertens. You throw in Sabalenka. You only get them to plus 152. So what we've learned, folks, those odds, not nearly worth it. On the men's side, guys like Query. Rublev, FAA, Team, Evans, Rayanich, Demonauer, okay. Kismenovich, Medvedev, Berrettini. Can I say You parlay all of them? Yeah, of course. You parlay all of them plus 140. Again, are those odds really worthwhile? Okay. I don't know if I'm if I'm just absolutely insane and I've had a long day and I'm tired, but is there any scenario in which we just saw how poorly Team played last tournament that he loses to a Haumi Munar? Is there like any possibility that that happens? Like a first so I'm not going to say crazy I'm not going to say no because the answer is not no, but it's very unlikely given the speed of these courts. Because if team's going to struggle, you know who else is going to struggle? Hami Munar. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. I don't know. Part of me is just in this like, wow, he looked terrible no, last look, tournament. There there are a hundred percent worse ways to spend five dollars yeah. on the Munar. Yeah, odds. plus nine hundred. Sure. Yeah, throw that in for sure. It's not, I mean, you're probably sinking it, but you're going to win on the other aces of the day. So I got funky. Here's the parlay I came up with the best combination of favorites and odds. I mean, you're going to say no right away, given the conversation you and I had off mic earlier. And by the way, for those keeping track, we did hit the over on over under F bombs before 11 a.m. West Coast time, given the Schwartzman match. But here's my parlay for you Query, Rublev. FAA, Evans, Kasmanovic, Mertens, Sabalenka, Sakari, Para, Mukova, plus 622 odds, $5 yields, 31.11 in return. Again, Query, Rublev, FAA, Evans, Kasmanovic for the men, Mertens, Sabalenka, Sakari, Para, Mukova for the women. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, look, <laughs> we've learned parlays. I mean, it, it's been known in the betting world that parlays are stupid. They are. They're <laughs> flat out stupid. And we think that we're And we learned that. Yeah, and we, we think for some today, reason that we're better than even the- <laughs> than everyone else and can just get away with parlays because we think we know what we're doing. And we do know what we're doing, but parlays are still stupid. Ten and one. But look, ten and one still barely got us in the positive. No, we lost. Today. Yeah. No, we were in the positive, but like we Yeah, we not. were we were personally plus eight, but that's because you and I in Edmund Sock parlay that by the way had us free Jack Sock goes down five four thirty love. He loses that match a thousand out of a thousand times in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen, and he freaking won. You know what I'm gonna swear? It was amazing. It was it made the day. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're crazy. That's what, 10 matches, 12 matches, was that 12? 10 matches. Yeah, it's insane. Um, if you want to, I'm down to burn. But it also gives you an incentive to start watching from the beginning to end of the day until, you know, the first match loses much like Diego Schwartzman. And then you're very angry for the rest of the day. You start yelling at your doubles partner whom you love more than anything. And then some things are said, but then you get back on the pot and you make sweet love. Anyways, here we go. Two other ones just to throw at you because Rothman, I know you're, you'll like these on the challenger level. Hyun Chung appearance plus 135 against Rosal. Don't you have to take Hyun Chung anytime you get him at the challenger level with plus odds? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just had to throw that to see the smile on your face when I mentioned his name. It's just good to see him back in the draw. It is. Hopefully he's <laughs> healthy and stays healthy. Yeah. 
The other one would be Rodionov, plus 150. Rodionov, a guy who was so good through the first two months of the year against Bonadio. I mean, I just, I really like Yuri Rodionov. I don't care about the surface. I don't care about the circumstances. But here are the aces of the day. You tell me if you want to add or subtract any. I have Para over DS, $30, yields you $13.80 in return, minus 220 odds. Hatchinov, minus 182 against Sinner, 30, yields 1650. Mukova, minus 205 over Venus 30 yields 1470 anything else you would add um yeah I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my Mackie bet it's uh I think it's purely for the matchup and the fact that he's got a a pretty good value with him being plus 150 okay what are you gonna put on that it's uh it'll be probably on on the lower side maybe 10 20 yeah so two units like 20 to 30 yeah 20 to 130 yeah that, that makes about right. Well, you know, I have to throw in a parlay for the listeners. Cornet, Merton, Sabalenka, minus 108, 20 yield to 1863. Lock it in, stuff. I'll throw five on that 10-man parlay, too, because, again, I'm, I'm not actually going to make that bet. But, you know, I'm just going to throw it out there. Just a little sprinkle for you listeners to know, so you know uh, that we are still on our game. And, of course, for all of you out there who want to get in on the action, just go to dkng.co slash cracked open. Take advantage of their limited time offer. Rothman, any final thoughts on this day? Uh, I think I'm more excited for tomorrow and, and hopefully less stressed. Uh, I, <laughs> no no, uh, no parlays for me at, at least tomorrow. So uh, just we're, we're focused one match at a time. Much much easier yeah. on, my, on my body and on my mind. No, the- the press office has trained you well. Well, then, as always, shout out to super producers Max Ligner and Daniel Westoff for the of an editing job they do day in, day out. If you have missed any of our action, you want to hear a recap of day one's matches, go check out our mini break podcast uh, and be sure to go check out our website, crackrackets.com, of course, as well, to keep you up, on, up to date on all of the action happening in New York. But with that being said, for my wonderful co-hosts, Maxwell LeBauer-Rothman, our super producers, Max Ligner and Daniel Westoff, our friends at DraftKings, and all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Maxie, what do we tell the people? Hey, great shot. And we will see you all t- tomorrow. May the odds be ever in your favor.